best talk radio anywhere. Alright, and so it begins. This is Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Hoping everyone's having a great weekend so far. I know that I have. I definitely, definitely had a great weekend so far. Uh, unfortunately, my wife is undergoing issues with uh, sinus problems, and my son has a 24-hour virus. And thankfully, my 17-month, 18-month-old daughter is sleeping at the point at this point in time. So uh, everything's looking good. Everything's feeling good. How's everyone doing out in Radio World tonight? Had a minor technical difficulty. I ended up on the air about a minute late. I do apologize for that. If there was uh, some dead space that ended up driving people nuts, I hope not too many of you turned away. This is September the 18th. <clears throat> Last week's show, I talked about September the 11th and the bizarre events that took place during that time as far as terrorist attacks went. And... I did get several uh, queries on that. That turned out really well. Had uh, quite a huge following from what I heard. A huge turnout. A large uh, listening audience that night. Tonight we're going to start off with the traditional thing that I've been doing lately. Uh, the current events portion. Where basically I take uh, things that have happened around the world. Uh, the strange, bizarre, paranormal phenomenon. Uh, unexplained happenings, things of that nature. I'm not sure who said that. A crashed UFO. That one was brought to my attention by MSNBC.com. states that an ocean exploration team led by a Swedish researcher, Peter Lindbergh, has found that some are suggesting is a huge flying saucer. Lindbergh's team, which has had success in the past recovering sunken ships and cargo, was using sonar to look for the century-old wreck of a ship that went down carrying several cases of super-rare champagne. Instead, the team discovered what it claims is a mysterious round object that might or might not be extraterrestrial. Lindbergh explained to local media <clears throat> that his crew discovered on the 300-foot deep ocean floor between Finland and Sweden a large circle about 60 feet in diameter. You see a lot of weird stuff on this job, but during my 18 years of a professional, as a professional, I have never seen anything like this. He stated the shape is completely round. Star of Scream sees dead people. Scream actress Nev Campbell said that her former house in Los Angeles was haunted, and she used to see the woman that was murdered in the house throughout the house. The 37-year-old British Live Ma told British Live magazine, I know that ghosts exist because I've seen one. A few years ago, I moved into a haunted house in Laurel Canyon, Los Angeles, with some friends. It turned out that it was inhabited by the ghost of a woman who was murdered there in 1991. She added doors would repeatedly slam, windows would open, and ashtrays would fly off dressers. Then there were times that the ghost would actually walk into the room. After a while, it just felt normal. I would pass her in the hallway and casually wish her a good morning. 
And this uh, next one, Van Halen spacecraft. Former Van Halen frontman Sammy Hagar has officially spaced out. In fact, the guy actually claims that he was abducted by real-life aliens several decades ago in Fontana. And they had their way with his brain. Hagar tells MTV, it was real. They were plugged into me. It was a download situation. Or they uploaded something from my brain, like an experiment. They were trapped in my brain, and they tapped into it, and the knowledge was transferred back and forth. Hagar insists that the whole thing went down in Fontana, California. According to the ex-rock star, it wasn't the first extraterrestrial experience either, claiming he saw his first UFO when he was just 14 years old, hovering over a field near his home. And just so we're clear, this isn't a joke, Sammy Hagar insists. That happened. That freaking happened, he claims. The last story that I will go over with the current events portion. Pumpkin tree. Of course, that is a question mark following that statement. Greenfield, Iowa. An Iowa couple have discovered an eerie presence in their pear tree, just in time for the approaching Halloween season. Des Moines Television Station KCCI, Des Moines, Des Moines being Iowa, KCCI reports that Phil and Janelle Lovely recently discovered a pumpkin that appears to be growing in the tree at their Greenfield home, 50 miles southwest of Des Moines. They say that they have no idea how a pumpkin ended up in their tree, but it appears to be the work of Mother Nature. A nearby garden vine climbed the tree, giving the now green pumpkin the appearance of having sprouted from one of the tree's branches. Janelle Lovely says people have been stopping by to see the suspended pumpkin since it was discovered on Labor Day. She's hoping it remains in the tree until it turns orange. The topic for tonight, of course, haunted locations. Many of the areas that I have been, for example, Beaufort, North Carolina, that consists of many different areas within Beaufort. A area that's a 300-year-old cemetery known as the Old Burying Ground, where a ghost girl is often seen. This girl died in the 1700s from scarlet fever, yellow fever, and died basically before her parents could be reunited in Beaufort. <clears throat> she and her father were coming from England, and her mother was in another part of North Carolina at that time, and going to be reunited. Alas, she died on the boat from scarlet fever, <clears throat> and ended up dying from that, of course. So, in order to preserve her body, her father got the bright idea of placing her body in a drum barrel of rum. So, by doing that, it theoretically preserved the body, and when they met up, they gave her a, a proper burial in the old burying ground. Also in this town of Beaufort resides one of Blackbeard the Pirate's original houses, where he murdered and hung his wife from the main branch of one of the oak trees out front. And of course, the restaurant Clausen's. Uh, this town of Beaufort, I, I have thoroughly investigated uh, for the last 10 years. We go on vacation in this area, and we own property out there uh, near Beaufort, so we always frequent Beaufort as much as we can when we go to North Carolina. And of course, I live in Chillicothe, Ohio, and Chillicothe, Ohio is one of the most haunted hotspots in the world, if not just Ohio. Uh, we have the Majestic Theater, 
uh, we have Lloyd's Sweet Shop, which used to be a brothel and is now a candy store. Imagine that. Uh, we have the Camp Sherman Highway, which is also known as 104, the Hopewell Indian Mounds, which were decimated by uh, the uh, members of Camp Sherman to set up campsites for the Camp Sherman Reservation, and they ended up leveling and toppling over a lot of these mounds. And of course, Chillicothe itself is built on top of some significant mounds and moved onto the 104 Camp Sherman site and reconstructed. So there were a lot of sites toppling over these Hopewell and ancient burial sites. Uh, the area that now is known as Shawnee Square, uh, it's a huge shopping plaza. Uh, there used to be several mounds in this area and they bulldozed over them and set up this mount, uh, set up this mall and several stores in the small strip mall uh, report having paranormal activity from time to time. Uh, I'm not really sure. I, I, I don't have uh, all the details, but I do know that Dunham Sports has had some paranormal activity. Uh, they've heard children laughing. They've heard uh, people running up and down uh, the back storage area. Uh, they remember different uh, variations uh, before Dunham's even came in there. It used to be uh, Salvation Army, and they, they had stories of, of, of their own as well. Uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. That's another area that I have frequented uh, quite a bit. I've mentioned from time to time. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it heavily in this broadcast, but uh, the entire town has been cursed by the dying words of Chief uh, Cornstalk and the treaty that was broken, and the blood that was spilled, the wars that took place, and, of course, the Mothman incident. Uh, the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, we've been through that. We've done walkthroughs at the Biltmore Estate. Uh, it's one of the oldest and largest mansions in the Carolinas, originally built by the Rockefellers. And Marietta, Ohio. Another location that's a top haunted hot location that I've been to, and that is one of the original uh, stopping points, one of the original establishments in Ohio. It's a river city, of course. New York City. Need I say more between the battles of the Five Points, uh, the Ground Zero, uh, you've got the Empire State Building, more suicides have taken place in that building than any other building in New York City. And, of course, you have Liberty Island. You have the stopping depot for all of the immigrants coming and going and uh, immigration coming through that port, uh, that, that the hall where they would basically sit and wait for where they were going to be deported or where they were going to be brought in and allowed to, to work in, in the United States, set up their own businesses. Uh, a lot of strong energy down the halls of, of that area, that building itself, just high energy. And of course Athens, Ohio, according to the British Psychic Registry, is the 13th most haunted location in America, and it is my alma mater, it's where I went to college. <coughs> Bless me. Uh, I believe that I am coming down with the sinus problems my wife uh, currently has. Uh, I've been clearing my throat a lot while I'm on the air, and I apologize for that. But Athens, Ohio, has the Ridges, which is the uh, mental institution uh, where so many people died from either tuberculosis, uh, died from poor treatment, poor care, or uh, prior to them being moved out, went mad and, and uh, took their own lives. And, of course, you have 
a lot of satanic rituals have allegedly taken place in Athens and the rumors of a vampire cult that exists and the rumors that all of the main buildings that make up the Athens campus when looking at it from an aerial point of view make up a pentagram uh, whether there's any uh, truth or validity to this I, I do not know I went to Athens I, I did my four years there but I was not in a helicopter flying over the campus to determine whether it, it was an actual pentagram or if someone was looking at it upside down and it was a pentacle hard to tell uh, places I want to visit of course haunted uh, locations I'd love to visit uh, we're going to come to that as soon as we return from our break going to go ahead and cut to commercial going to play a few short advertisements for your listening pleasure and hope that you do stick with me through the remaining portions of this show I'm truly enjoying it I hope you are enjoying it yourself and thank you for sticking with me this long is there life on other planets this is nuclear physicist Adam Friedman and now I'm a voice in the jackal it's the government keeping secrets from us this is Stephen Bassett and uh, I am now a voice inside the jackal's head want to find out more listen to the jackal's head on the super media network the biggest trick the jackal ever pulled was to miss the world <laughs> that he doesn't exist mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally an estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Saturday or Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep. It might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head, on the Soup Media Network. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by The Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. All right, and we're back. 
I thought I'd jive it up a little bit with, uh, we're back! Make it not so monotone. I definitely don't want to bore any of you. Places I want to visit. Local or uh, haunted locations around the world, for that matter. Have any of you ever heard of the suicide woods of Mount Fuji, Japan? Uh, Josh Gates and his team of Dest on Destination Truth did an investigation in the haunted woods of Mount Fuji, Japan. Uh, it's estimated that anywhere from 70 to 100 suicides per year take place there. Some bodies are never even discovered, for that matter. Uh, it's considered an honorable death code for that uh, the, the way they live by the code of the samurai. It's one of the only countries that an insurance policy, a life insurance policy, will still actually carry over, even if the person commits suicide. So the family is taken care of because it's considered a, an honorable death. Uh, when bodies are recovered, they are placed at the station in a room with two beds. One is for the body that's discovered, and the other is for a guard who has to sleep in the same room with the dead body for fear of the lonely corpse screaming throughout the night and waking the people near that village, near the towns that surround this this wooded area, this forest. Uh, another area, another hot spot I'd like to th more thoroughly investigate instead of just do a standard walkthrough, which I've done in the past. Bobby Mackey's World of Music in Wilder, Kentucky. I would love to spend an extended period of time there and dedicate more hours and more investigative resources into this. Uh, s stories coming f out from the woodworks of this. Uh, stories of satanic ritualistic murder involving two men beheading a woman and throwing her head in a well that is now in the basement of what's now known as Bobby Mackey's because it, at first this was an old slaughterhouse where they would slaughter the animals for food, uh, prepare the meat, pack the meat, and drain the blood out the back of the building through a draining stream which would lead out into none other than the drinking supply of the townspeople. And they were drinking bloody water, unfortunately. Uh, there's also stories of a murderous love triangle that took place. Um, like I mentioned, former slaughterhouse, blood ran into the town's drinking water. I'd love to spend uh, an entire weekend at this location. Salem, Massachusetts is the third location I'd love to spend hours, if not a week there, uh, if not a month there. Need I say more about Salem, Massachusetts? The Salem uh, Witch Trials, of course, where more than 24 people throughout Salem and surrounding towns and villages were tortured and or killed for crimes of witchcraft, uh, whether or not they were truly witches, or if maybe one or two of them even practiced witchcraft, or if my, my uh, host, my guest from last week, stated um, there's a possible uh, vampire connection to the Salem witch trials where they were actually vampires, not witches, <clears throat> but a witch would be easier to brand at that time and easier to digest than a vampire would be. The Alamo would be the fourth location that I would love to spend uh, months researching and diving into. The final battle was a pivotal, uh, pivotal event in the Texas Revolution, of course. Uh, following a 13-day siege, Mexican troops under President General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana launched an assault on the Alamo mission near San Antonio, uh, modern-day San Antonio, Texas. 
uh, all but two of the Texan defenders were killed. And you can all imagine the supernatural unrest that still resides there. Uh, I've heard stories coming from people who've toured the Alamo, who've gone through and seen reenactments, who've gone through and spent a few hours there just walking through and seeing the location for themselves. Uh, the battlefield of Gettysburg, that is another paranormal hotspot I am just dying to get into. Uh, between 46,000 and 51,000 soldiers from both armies uh, were casualties in this three-day battle. Uh, the November, that November, President Lincoln used the dedication ceremony for the Gettysburg National Cemetery to honor the fallen Union soldiers and uh, redefine the purpose of the war in his historic Gettysburg Address. There have been literally thousands of stories that have come out of the battlefield of Gettysburg. Paranormal encounters, uh, phantom whispers, phantom uh, gunshots, the smell of, of rot and blood, the sound of gunshots, the feeling of people being wounded themselves where they, they feel like they're getting shot or they're being touched, uh, people seeing reenactments that aren't really reenactments, it's just residual occurrences of the battlefield itself. And I guarantee that if you were to build a neighborhood on the field of Gettysburg, every single house would be haunted. Not because of what took place in the house, but because of what took place on the land. And every single house would be touched supernaturally by what occurred there so many years ago. The Waverly Hill Sanitarium. Some urban legends claim that 63,000 deaths occurred at the sanitarium. According to Assistant Medical Director Dr. J. Frank W. Stewart, the highest number of deaths in a single year at the Waverly Hills Sanitarium was 152. Stewart wrote that the worst time for deaths was at the end of the Second World War, when troops were returning from overseas with uh, very advanced tuberculosis cases. <clears throat> Some independent researchers suggest that since... 162 people died at Waverly Hill Sanitarium in 1945. The highest total number of deaths possible over 50 years was approximately 8,212. Let's talk about the death shuttles. According to one urban legend, the tunnel was a body chute where dead patients were tossed and a body thrown in uh, would make it to the bottom by simple gravity. But actually, the dead patients were strapped on a gurney, and by a rope and pulley system, the gurneys were rolled to the bottom and transferred to a hearse. This was done to keep the morale high, and the remaining patients were still deathly ill. And there are so many stories coming out of the Waverly Hill Sanitarium. So many investigations have taken place there between my guys with taps and ghost hunters, uh, <clears throat> my guys with uh, Ghost uh, Adventures, Zach and his bunch, I, I believe that uh, Paranormal State tackled it, and I know that Scariest Places on Earth did a documentary series there where they followed it and, uh, and did several uh, several pieces of work there as well. Some, some pretty gritty, scary uh, things have taken place there, just along with all of those other locations I've mentioned that I really want to spend a lot of time investigating in the near future. I'm uh, going to touch uh, more on that. Uh, one place in particular would be the Mansfield Reformatory. 
and Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, I will let my upcoming guest, Shannon, the historian, tell you about this hotspot after we return from our next commercial break. She is currently the curator and the educator that is responsible for keeping the interest in the Mansfield Reformatory alive. She's dedicated a lot of time and effort there. And she is my go-to gal when it comes to all there is to know about the Mansfield Reformatory. When we return from our break, I will be sure to let her clue you in on that. Just bear with me. We are going to cut to commercial now. Common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Saturday or Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep. It might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head, on the Soup Media Network. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by The Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. All systems are functional. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, because he's the new king of radio. Is there life on other planets? This is nuclear physicist Sam Friedman, and now I'm a voice in the Jackal. It's the government keeping secrets from us. This is Stephen Bassett, and uh, I am now a voice inside the Jackal's head. Want to find out more? Listen to the Jackal's head on the Soup Media Network. The biggest trick the Jackal ever pulled is to convince the world <laughs> that he doesn't exist. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. All right, we're doing fine. Doing fine. How's everyone doing still? You still with me? How's everyone? Yes. I've got some feedback for some reason. I'm sure why, but we'll just go with it. Right now, I've got Shannon Lusk on the air with me, or Shannon Tesso, Shannon Sells. What do you prefer to be called tonight, dear? <laughs> uh, you can just refer to me as Shannon Lusk. That's my professional name. So, 
I, I noticed that's what you have it listed as too with the uh, the historian. I figured would keep it like that because I I assumed that since you uh, set it up like that, you were probably wanting to keep the professionalism with Lusk, and yes. all your friends <laughs> like myself know you as Shannon Sell, Shannon Tesso. Because when I saw Lusk, I'm like, what is that? I didn't know if it was witness <laughs> protection or something. You know, actually. I did kind of have to do witness protection with my Facebook. Um, besides being a historian and working in the museum field, I'm a teacher. So um, mm-hmm. I had to go incognito by using uh, cells as my last name Facebook because of um, kids trying to locate me. <laughs> I remember when so, that happened. Yes. And you had a, a, f- a few teachers trying to make a rough time for you, too. Oh, yeah. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. When you're, the when territory. you're a lucky, fun teacher. <laughs> it seems like any time you work with a bunch of women, my wife tells me this too, considering that she is a teacher, uh, that's usually the worst bunch of women you can work Don't with. Let the boy the oh my god, sorry about that. Don't let the boy the <laughs> I, I don't know how that keeps happening. I think my that? studio is infected with, with infested with cockroaches or something. Oh, nothing, it's just a little sound bite. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll go. <laughs> it's actually it's in my studio here on my desk. It's uh, that that spider monkey from Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Uh, yeah, he always uh, reacts with motion. Anytime something goes on, he starts talking. I'll go ahead and let the listeners, all three of them, know about uh, who you are, uh, what you do. Uh, Shannon Lusk, you graduated with a Bachelor's in Arts from Bowling Green State University. Uh, you majored in popular culture with a focus in museum studies. Uh, you currently are volunteering your time at the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio, and the field of preservation and acting as the curator. You're still doing that, right? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't just walk away from that. Uh, besides having a love for history, uh, Shannon holds a professional and state certified educator, education, educator, educator, educators license and English education. I need to see you about that because I can't speak English tonight. Not only has Shannon worked with inner city youth and at risk students, you have had the opportunity to teach accelerated individuals and giving a well-rounded perspective of adolescents. After 10 years of working with children, you decided to pursue other avenues uh, and uh, ad- avenues in your career. Currently, you are the editor for the author Stephen, Le- uh, a- Stephen A. LaChance and is working on editing his sequel to The Uninvited. Now, this is not <coughs> the Uninvited was made after, is it? Is it a different Uninvited? Yes. It's, it's okay, uh, all right. It is the true story of the Union Screaming House in Union, Missouri. Um, the mm-hmm. Lachance family was actually on the uh, popular show, A Haunting, to tell their uh, story about the Union Screaming House. And then Stephen, of course, wrote The Uninvited, telling about that experience. I remember that episode, actually. I, I watched A Haunting religiously when it was on um, in heavy rotation. And now they don't show it so much anymore. But um, you're you're currently uh, finishing up your certification in parapsychology, yes. and you hope to uh, to gain a legitimate and educational perspective on the realms of the paranormal. Uh, you also work alongside with your co-host for your radio show on Z Talk Radio, Elliot Lachance. Uh, any relation to uh, Stephen? 
<laughs> yes, that's his son. He actually, <laughs> he actually went through the Union Screaming House ordeal himself, and he is a haunted survivor. So um, he, uh, him and I seemed to click, especially when it came to being able to interact as mm-hmm, co-hosts. Mm-hmm. So it seems to be working well. And, and Elliot is the writer and co-host for the popular radio show, The Historians, on Talk with you currently, right? Yes. Yes. And, and your your goal as a writer of the show is to provide meaningful and interesting historical information to listeners, while at the same time adding a pinch of paranormal zest. Uh, is that like the bar of soap zest, or just pizzazz like herbs and spices from Colonel's original recipe? It's definitely Define that. Spices. Zest. Yes. Zest. zest. I do love KFC. I'm plugging Conter- uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken right now. Isn't that awful? They're not even paying for advertisement space. Uh, you also have been working on a project with Elliot, doing countless hours of research in uh, child psychology and parapsychology, uh, cultural studies, popular culture, and social trends. Uh, 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 this sounds a lot like what I do and my team does too. It's uncanny how you and I did not meet before the Ohio Paracon last year, uh, considering my field of study as well. Uh, you, you hope that someday um, their presentation will help, your presentation will help former adolescent uh, haunting survivors understand and cope with their feelings. And it also, uh, you think, would be useful uh, as a resource to help parents deal with a child that may be experiencing paranormal activity or with those who have difficulty communicating their distress Uh, because of your own experiences of course as a child dealing with paranormal anguish uh, you hope to help other children who have to live uh, with this horror day in day out am I I correct? That is 100% correct, yes. (laughs) Um, I, I think one of my main goals and and Elliot feels the same way too since you know he had to uh go through what he went through as a child is to provide an outlet or basic information for people who are dealing with the same things and we want to take it from the perspective of you know him being a haunted survivor and myself working uh alongside children who have gone through different traumatic experiences and working with the social social psychology and um, psychology of adolescence and being able to to intermingle those two. So hopefully, you know, that gives a good perspective, well-rounded and um, well-researched. Gosh, that's that's a really cool concept. Now, I'm sure you've you've dabbled in the the whole uh, indigo children concept, right? Um, not so much indigo children concept. Um, we're trying to actually, what we're trying to do with it is we're trying to, to not so much mix paranormal as we are talking about how to open up the lines of communication when it comes to children who are having uh, traumatic experiences with the paranormal. I think the perspective that mm-hmm. we're taking is the parents don't believe their children and we're yeah. trying to get them I to can un- identify with that. Yeah, we're trying to get them to understand that the lines of communication um, need to be open and, and some of the signs and things that you need to look for um, as children go through something like that. So, Now, in your field of study, you cross the uh, scientific plausibility that so many people are, are touched with a spiritual gift like that. They actually have... 
there, there's a series of glands near the cerebral cortex, and they're like pipe organ, like cylindrical, and they have a skin that develops over them as the child goes through cognitive uh, development. And some people have a thinner flap than others, or the flaps themselves are not fully formed or formed at all. And a majority of those that do not have that flap of skin over those um, valves uh, near the cerebral cortex actually are more uh, prone to psychic ability, kinetic energy, sometimes telekinesis, and or encountering the spiritual realm and having... uh, uh, haunting attacks or uh, dealing with the hauntings on a daily basis. Um, what I've read in um, some of the books that I'm helping to get my parapsychology certification has dabbled in the bio. bio- Ooh, now I'm getting. Uh, see, confused. it's catching. It's catching. <laughs> Biological aspects of you know psychic phenomena and being having the ability to um, you know channel different energies because of the way that the brain is structured you know I my perspective on that is anything is possible uh, until someone can disprove it I mean mm-hmm. it's it sounds relatively I don't know I would say plausible I don't know I'm trying to think because some people I'm trying to put it in lamest terms because a lot of people who don't understand what we're talking about need to mm-hmm. understand that you know if if you go and you look at how the brain is structured and there are developmental things that do happen where like you said it isn't developed all the way and it does it has been shown to you know have psychic abilities or an ability to uh communicate on a different plane yeah um I think that people have to look in that and and read and um, to understand that type of stuff. I I guess where I'm coming from is, yeah, I do believe the biological aspect of it, but we're trying to talk to parents on an everyday basis who Mm -hmm. may not understand where we're coming from. So I may mention something to the effect of, you know, what's going on inside the brain for a child as but I may not go into that kind of like scientific depth <laughs> because I'm try- trying to make these some that. So take away with uh, some of my the t- terms that so, like you remember my presentation at the Ohio Paracon. Uh, right. If if I were s- speaking that in front of like a group of uh, members of a VFW and they were just hanging out having beers, and they were used to talking about the game or the NASCAR race or memories of the war, and I come in spouting off all of that, it's going to turn them off. They're going to be like, this this highfalutin know-it-all, he, he's just uh, he's annoying me because he's talking about a bunch of nonsense. So there is a, a way to bridge the gaps and uh, better communicate these things with people, that is for sure. And, and not only to... Uh, communicate it better but to uh, educate more of, of the masses in, in that aspect. Right, and I think you know the background of teaching that I've been through, especially teaching different levels for children um, I've taught some children who've had an IQ of 65, some children with Down syndrome all the way up to gifted children mm-hmm. with high mm-hmm. IQs and you know you just have to adjust to whoever you're dealing with and I think that I have a good 
you know, well-round perspective on that and, and how to do that. And that especially works when um, I'm at the reformatory and sometimes I give impromptu tours to people and some people would like to know more um, of the, you know, educated things that have to do with the building and then some people just want to know, you know, just the bare minimum and so you have to learn how to adjust when you deal with the public, so... Well, I, I know the listeners and all of us here with uh, PSN Radio and the Soup Media Network would definitely love to know more of the urban legends, the horror stories, and or the things you personally have encountered at the Mansfield Reformatory, because you have told me some juicy things that I think the... Uh, <laughs> The, the three people that are listening right now would love to hear. I, God, I hope there's more than three people listening right now. Listen, we, we, we see the same thing over on Talk. Ellie and I are yeah. every week joking with each other. But you know what, Neil? It gets better. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I'll definitely share some stories with you. Um, for those listeners who don't know, the Mansfield Reformatory, uh, the groundwork was laid in 1886. And it took 10 years to finish in 1896. And it is over 250,000 square feet. And it has the highest standing, freestanding cell block in the Guinness Book of World Records as being six stories high. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And there was an actual Civil War training camp on the grounds before the actual building was built. And they wanted to have a place uh, to put or house criminals where it would be rehabilitating for them and they were able to, you know, be put and uh, society was able to feel safe, but yet they were being reformed. So they had an architect by the name of Levi Schofield come in and design the actual reformatory. It is a Gothic and Romanesque structure and it has... um, different themes throughout that may scream Freemason because Levi Schofield was a Mason. So there are different architectural things within the building that uh, relate to the Masons. Also, when I uh, accessioned the Cornerstone Collection out of the Cornerstone that was laid in 1886, there were a lot of Freemason law books and Freemason books from that time period put in the actual uh, cell. For some reason, Freemason locations and Freemason handiwork seem to go hand-in-hand with paranormal hotspots. I don't get that. It's got to be some sort of a mystical connection. Well, they do have a lot of ritualistic things that go on, um, so I've been told. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, There are so many different things that I've got my hands in right now. I'd like to read on it, but I'm like reading like five books right now. So (laughs) I can't really give them I'm at a breaking point myself. Yeah, that's for sure. You're at a breaking point with reading too? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm reading. I'm writing. I know. It's just, it's too much. (laughs) But uh, with the reformatory, if you guys are not familiar... The reformatory is open for historical tours as well as uh, ghost hunts. And on the historical mm-hmm. tours, you'll get to see you know, the entire building. You'll also get to roam the outside of the grounds and also see some of the props from the famous Hollywood movies that were filmed there and also some of the music. Oh, yeah. And Shawshank course, Redemption. Right. Shawshank, uh, Air Force One. 
Harry and Walter go to New York. <laughs> there was a Godsmack a, video film there too, a, right? A Godsmack video for Awake, Little Wayne with Go DJ, his gold <laughs> cell. Still Little there, Wayne. <laughs> you know how <laughs> I feel about him. <laughs> I know how you feel about Wheezy, but if, if you'd like, his yeah. gold cell is there. His gold toilet is still gold. So <laughs> you can definitely see the West Cell Block for those of you who want to go see it. His He has a gold toilet? Yeah, it was. They actually painted one of the cells gold, and they used cell number sixty so that they could kind of bend the six into a G. So the cell says "go," and then on the inside, it's maroon and gold painted, and the toilets painted gold, and the beds painted gold. So. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's pimp. Seriously. Nasty. Yeah, he, he's just he's just crunking. <laughs> He That's where he belongs in a jail cell, anyway. Anyway, I, that was sorry, I was bad. Oh, but anyway, that's my uh, agent. That's my agent. <laughs> we uh, we do offer, you know, of course, tours during the summer seasons and uh, guided <coughs> tours on Sundays. And the yeah. ghost tours, you can go on mrps. dot org. And you can yeah. actually look at different dates for the ghost tours. They have public ones, and then they have ones where you can go and rent out the entire building. I think it's close to $1,200, but you are getting 250,000 square feet, free pizza and drinks all night. And you get the building, I believe, from 8 o'clock until 4 or 5 the next morning. So, I mean, it is an awful lot of time. Wow. So, yes, and... Um, you know, there are some interesting things that have happened there. Uh, besides what people have seen on TV with ghost adventurers and and mm-hmm. ghost hunters and ghost hunters, the uh, academy and things like that, a lot of the volunteers do have personal experiences from time to time. Yeah, I have an actual um, I have an actual recording uh, okay. that was sent to me of of Zach's reaction when he was going through the first time, that they, they actually didn't air this on TV because okay. he was slightly embarrassed about it. But th- this was his reaction at one point when he thought that he saw something at the end of the hall. There we go. You heard it first. Hello? Hello? Hello, did you miss that? Yeah, I did. I don't think it came through. <laughs> Well, how could that have happened? I didn't hear it. Maybe I mean, the listeners did. <laughs> well, hey, here, here, here again. Let's, let's see if it worked. Okay. Yeah, that that was Zach. Uh, he allegedly wet his pants at that point. Well, go on. Okay. Well, um, down in solitary confinement, the ghost hunt manager, Scott Sukel, um, who runs, who does a really good job, he does, dedicates <coughs> a lot of time working through the building and conducting the ghost hunts and working with the other volunteers. Um, him and I were going through the building last summer before a ghost hunt, and it had to be about 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. And we were the only ones in the building. There was nobody else there. It was during a weekday. And we decided to open up the building. Well, we were going down through solitary confinement. And as we were standing mm-hmm. in solitary confinement, uh, it, you know, it was just dead quiet and all of a sudden above us on the second floor of solitary confinement you hear something bolting across the floor like running it was like bang 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 <laughs> and I you know to me I'm not 
big into ghost hunting as some people. I'm more on the research aspect for the historical sites and things. And oh, absolutely. It, it definitely scared me, I have to say. But the thing is, is I had my um, recorder running, and when I went home and put it on my computer, I have kind of like a cheapy uh, sound editor thing on here. And, you know, I'm kind of an amateur when it comes to it. But when I went back and listened to it, you can hear the banging, and then at the end you can kind of hear, like, a creepy uh, something saying my name, Shannon. And, I mean, it was really <laughs> a deep voice, and it was it was, didn't come out specifically clear. I, I would never say it was a Class A, more of a Class B EVP recording, but you can definitely hear my name. And I've played it for other people, and and they say that they can hear my name, too. And I, I kind of found that pretty creepy because I didn't hear it with my own ears. Mm-hmm. So, it, to me, you know, not being really into the ghost hunting as much as other people, that kind of stuff still makes my heart race. <laughs> so, <laughs> And, um, of course, we have the... Uh, unit upstairs, the tuberculosis unit, and a lot of people go up there and they start to feel nauseous, um, they hear a lot of whispers, people walking around. Um, I had a little tile thrown at me when I was up there. Um, oh, yeah. You don't like me. <laughs> Some of them don't <laughs> like there. They're just like chucking stuff at me all the time. But I, I was there um, with my husband, Ethan, my sister, and Scott, and three of us were in one of the rooms, and it was completely dark, and we were looking into a closet, and mm-hmm. uh, Ethan was in the doorway, and something white went like flew right by him, and then all of a sudden you hear me go, ow, and something hit the floor, and we pick up a tile that was on the floor next to my foot. And I was like, did you just throw this at me? You know, I'm getting all rough and angry. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, went flying by me. So something <laughs> chucked something at me. And I had a bruise on the back of my leg. So, you know, I mean, it's... Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's a lot of different things. You have to go there to experience it yourself mm-hmm. if you're an avid ghost hunter. Because, you know... Me just talking about it and what you see on TV is not going to give you the overall experience of sitting in solitary confinement in the dark, you know, by yourself, trying to, you know, listen to what's happening around you and and getting the certain things that you get on there. A lot of people get EVPs from that place. It's unbelievable. I mean, it is a hot spot, so... You you did play a couple for, uh, for my... Uh team and I, uh, when we were at the Ohio Paracon in 2000, and that was 2010. We didn't have one in 2011. I'm not sure why. Oh, yeah, I did. I was over there hanging out. Was it uh, sitting on the floor and just hanging out? (laughs) Yeah, and and it was like cursing at you. It was saying uh, very perverse things to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, they enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I, I have my own room, and I have all the different archives, and I go through, and I archive, and I preserve things, and I accession them, which means I give them identification numbers, and according mm-hmm. to the National Register, then I put them in the computer under their specific uh, lexicon name and nomenclature, and... Um, 
but then I'll wander. And when I wander throughout the building, especially it seems like in solitary confinement, I've got my fans and I've got like the ones that hate me. And it's really creepy if I walk through and listen to some <laughs> of the recordings. So we've, we've got the women haters and then we got some of them that just, you know, seem to like me a lot. Wow. So, how, and have you, you've never been there yet, right? No, I haven't. Um, oh, I, I have. Team up here. What? You need to get I know you've <clears throat> you've been trying to get us up there for a while, but I I have real issues with going through a prison. Uh, personal reasons, really. I I don't mind mental institutions; those don't bother me as much. But I would never go to a prison and entertain or have a discussion with an inmate while they're alive. Uh, someone who butchered thirty people and ate them, and then you know wore their faces or dressed up uh, in drag and wore like the the woman's face or whatever. I I've ha- got real issues. Yeah, I've got real issues. So I I can't see myself entertaining them in the afterlife with the dark energy that's released upon their death because the demon that was inside now roams freely in the prison system. Well, and too, sometimes you have to understand, Neil, though, we did have a lot of juvenile offenders and a lot of mild offenders that were in there for, um, you know, silly stuff. Like, we, we actually had an offender that... Um, was went joyriding, and this was back in the 50s, went joyriding um, with somebody, and they had stolen hubcaps in their car, and, um, you know, because he was with that person, you know, by association, he got locked up in the slammer for like two or three years. and uh, That reminds it, it, me of the movie Cool Hand Luke. Well, pretty much, right? Yeah, So we had exactly. some of those offenders in there. Not saying that they died, but not everybody there was violent as people like to make it out to be. And I understand your apprehension because some mm-hmm. people do come in there and they are very disrespectful to a lot of the entities oh, that I there. You cannot do that. No. Yeah. No, you definitely that's, can't do that. That's one of the worst things that uh, I, I think that I've seen come out of so many of those shows where they come in and just start hurling obscenities and and talking to them like they're a piece of garbage. I would never go into someone's house while they're alive and talk to them like that. That's just not nice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, think about it, okay? Yeah, you would never talk to these guys one-on-one like that if you were, uh, you know, if they were alive and you were having a conversation with them. What makes you think that they're not going to lash out at you the same from the afterlife as they would in, you know, normal life when they were alive. You have to be very careful at our site on what you do because, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't know what you're dealing with. So, I mean, we we offer a lot of positives at our place as far as what our money goes to. We we use all of our money for restoration where a lot of different places um, have profit coming out of theirs. So the reformatory, any kind of ghost hunts that we have and everything, we use for for restoration of the building, preservation, historically and everything. Okay. Uh, You you definitely, uh, you are very actively involved in that. And I do like how you and your your team, the historians, are very respectful of of locations. You don't go in trying to agitate. You don't go in trying to really bring anything dark out just to tamper with it or toy with it. It's kind of like 
jumping into a shark's tank wearing an outfit that you just butchered a cow in. <laughs> you're you're covered in blood. The sharks are going to nip at you. It's it's not a wise idea. Well, and um, another thing that I like to bring up as um, you know, with my group, I feel that it's since we're relatively new, um, I actually had them train on EVP, doing EVPs with a man by the name of Doctor Gruber, who is mm -hmm. from OU and um, works really hard on EVPs. He's an EVP expert in his field. I, I believe he is. Um, he's worked hard, spent 20 years in the field, um, mm -hmm. got his parapsychology degree out of SoCal in California. Oh, wow. And, um, they actually got to go on a small investigation with him, and they got a little bit of training beforehand. <clears throat> and so we really work hard on you know trying to do it correctly, not just jumping in. So, <laughs> well, that's great. You, you take all the, you make all the necessary preparations, especially with EVPs. They can be tricky. You can make yourself think it's saying something when, in fact, it's it's just something cutting in from uh, technical interference or something completely different from what you think it's saying. Right. You, you've always got that to watch out for. And some of these shows that I definitely call novice or amateur. Uh, not even of the same caliber as the guys from Ghost Hunters or as um, watered down as I see Paranormal State as being. Um, not of the same caliber as even them, because they do have chip coffee, and that gives them some credibility. But they will say, oh my god, did you hear that? It says I'm going to kill you, but that that's not it at all. Right. Well, that's about all the time we have tonight, friend. I'm so glad that you uh, spent this evening talking to us, informing us, educating us, and anything you have to say to the listening audience before you go, before we go, because I've got 30 seconds. I'd just like to say thank you for having me on, and when you go out there, make sure you hunt safe. And thank you again for having me on your show. And wear your adult diapers, right? And wear your adult diapers, yes. Absolutely. Well, good right. night, and enjoy your week. Godspeed to all of you, and thank you for listening, both of you. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet.